Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ and 101.3 FM. Brett Ridge, Dave Grant Jr. with you. We are on the patio. We're on a patio on November 1st. It's 75. <laughs> it's great out here at G-Migs. You can come on down and join us. We are sitting right in front of the grill. Georgie's got the steaks fired up and uh, moving, and there's a deal tonight. You got to come, come down. Yeah, there's a good one. Buy one, get the next dinner half off. Buy one entree, get your second entree half off. That's Tonight it. and tomorrow, celebrating the last few days of the patio. I kind of guarantee you we've not been out here. Well, we haven't done enough patio before this anyway, but aside from that, this is this is top-notch. We're wearing yeah, shorts. I know. It's great. It's great. So come on out and join us. Uh, hang out with us a little bit tonight as we talk the world of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Probably back inside next week, but we'll be here either way. Right? Lord willing. Yes, I will, sorry, I will be back. I, was think, I, was thinking, well, I don't get home till midnight, but that's on Monday. So right. I, yes, right. I will be back. We're doing all this travel and stuff. At least you're doing it. I, I got another trip coming up. I hate to do that to you, but it's in the middle of November. Uh, so we'll worry about the it intern. then. We'll worry about it then. Uh, there you go. That we'll put the intern good. on the radio. Hey, so uh, a lot to talk about because good well, the hoops started this week along with a uh, football victory. So let's obviously go to the, to the uh, Hawkeyes. Win over Northwestern on homecoming, 33-13 to on Saturday. A cloudless, beautiful, gorgeous day. And the Hawkeyes played it was cloudless nice, football. They did. It was regardless real, it, of how you wanted to view. It was a real nice day to take a nap while you were uh, tailgating. If anyone would like to see that, I can put it on the Twitter <laughs> machine. Uh, for I wanted someone. to rest up for the game, We, you know. But yeah. nevertheless, no, it was a great day. and It was a great game. And... Um, you know, it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch the Hawks play in a manner that was efficient, was good, uh, successful football, the kind of football that we had been hoping to see most of the year. Spencer Petras, Petras 70%, 21 for 30 with four drops. That'd be 25 for 30. And a throwaway, right? And, so one well, of them was, think, was a throwaway. I, I think a, two of them were throwaways. So, I mean, ultimately what you're talking about there is that's six, so you, I mean, you only missed eight or nine, so you're talking about three other passes. That I mean, I, we're not, let's not we don't get not, crazy, but he was on target. I mean, I, and I got angry at the the very first series of the game. I thought he missed uh, an open guy in the end zone. We went short. We kicked field goals. The only after that, I had nothing to complain. There was just nothing to it, complain about. I mean, one of the great it, reasons it was a great day for a football. <laughs> right. I think I was uh, a little bit. Perturbed. We didn't try to get in the ends, throw it in the end zone a couple of times, but we did try twice. Yeah, but you also so one time on a two-minute drill right before halftime and ran six plays, all positive, and got a touchdown. 393 yards of offense, easily the best uh, of the of the year. And it, I, I feel safe in saying, it could have been more. It was kind of like they, you know, they we we were trying different things, well, trying to stay uh, stay even. The rushing game got 173 yards rushing. Anytime Iowa gets 125, they're going to win a game, right? Typically, they have. I mean, there's like 90 percent winners in in the event that that happens. But you know, at the end of the day, they they did score in the last play that they ran on offense on that jet sweep. Yep. Arlen Bruce has a last offensive play. As Northwestern ran 15 plays to score in the the very last play of the game. Until then, they had negative six yards rushing and only 100 yards for the day. They ended Talk up like about garbage yards. Yeah. yeah, they got some garbage 75 yards. 75 garbage yeah. yards. Um, uh, it, it doesn't matter. I was still statistically the best defense in the country according to that uh, for that statistic. So that's that's great. And you know, let's face it, Northwestern's not great, but they had played the week before that 
uh, at Maryland and had held their own. They lost Maryland in you know the last five minutes of the game. They played a couple of other decent games. This is not a horrible football team. They just aren't a very. They're not a winning football team. They're not good, but they're certainly. They we've seen beat, worse. They I think did beat, beat Nebraska, and uh, okay, I don't want to segue, but I'm going to do this. Did you see what Mickey Joseph said? No. Oh my gosh, Nebraska cannot stop being Nebraska. We're not trying to beat Iowa, Wisconsin, oh, yeah. or Minnesota. Yeah. We're after Ohio State. That's what he said. And you yeah. better better not wake them up. Wake us up because then you're in trouble or something to that. Something effect. to the effect of they don't care about the teams like us, like, like Iowa, that's beating them six straight times. They're worried about well, Ohio so State. Hey, try beating Iowa. How, right? try, well, try beating anybody. One and eight against Iowa. Three and nine or three and six against Minnesota. One and one and nine against uh, Wisconsin. And he's worried about Ohio State. And my my entire point. I'm going to let this go here, but I just got to get this off my chest. Nebraska cannot stop thinking. Quit thinking that they are so much better than the rest of us in spite of the fact that they can't beat any of us. And we, every one of those three teams have gone out and consistently kicked their ass. If they want to know why people have had so much fun watching them lose, yeah, just, it's, just read that right there. That It is complete idiocy for I, them to consider themselves. Anyway. Anyway, aside from our Nebraska Cornhusker friends, but by the way, happy uh, 50th birthday to the lovely and talented Tammy Alvarado, who grew up in Grand Island, Nebraska, is there right now there you go. and is a Husker fan. Um, she's not going to be listening tonight. So no, I don't okay. imagine I, she's I doubt listening it, but, on the uh, phone there. Oh, you can, yeah, she might pick it up on the Internet. You never know. Yeah, right. Yeah, you never know. She does from time to time. But anyway, um, uh, happy birthday to her. Other things that were cool the other day, super cool, seven sacks. Seven sacks by seven different people. And um, in a there couple were, of there were There yeah. were guys I didn't know who they were who it, got sacked. Watching the replay, there was, there was two play. There was a back-to-back, back-to-back sacks, back-to-back sacks, back-to-back sacks. And they were still talking about the other one. The, the announcers were still talking about the other one. Another one happened, so they, they, they got tripped up. And he looks down, and he's like, oh, there's another. We had, we had a winner <laughs> yeah. in the uh, fifth, yeah. third bank, fifth <laughs> inning with back-to-back sacks. <laughs> Lois from Glenwood, Illinois. Um, I, and then Drew Stevens, who is the Big Ten Freshman of the Week now, he went four for four, including a 54-yarder. Um, I, 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 look, the kid is – I think we're feeling pretty good about where that kid's career is going to be Did for Iowa, don't we? I don't Skippy? I don't think yeah, he, he can get his moped. No, he might not be able to get – he, I mean, he's shaving? You. He's not shaving well, yet, right? They, you know, it's uh, a com- it was a complete game. Here's the, here's the other thing. So I want to see how this goes. Um, there's, well, uh, let's let's get into a couple things. Jets, jet sweep motion, uh, offensive line shuffling, and then, and, and then how do they change around and try to figure out how to slow down Purdue, which is the one team they haven't been able to slow down. But you were telling me about um, the article that you read about uh, how much better Iowa is when they have. I'm I'm not a big fan of the jet sweeps, even though they worked this week. Well, and they, uh, they because they have, have they, the they haven't worked great. They've we've had a lot of losses on those. Well, and we and he calls them run. at odd times. Let but, me tell you, Brian loves a jet sweep inside the 25 yard line. He loves it more than any other coach that I know. And if you think back to where it was successful against USC in that bowl game, for example. Yep, Tyrone Tracy. And yep. and uh, Emir Smith-Marset, both inside the 30 when when we ran that, with those plays. And I think what he's banking on is the over-pursuit uh, down the, by the goal line. You know, in the last one with Arlen Bruce that they ran, good Lord, he had uh, Monty Potabon out there in front blazing the trail. And, I mean, it was just whoever Monty was going to hit. And Arlen 
took his time and got in the end zone, and that was great. But Nico Bergani had a real nice uh, end around on the same action. But the, what the jet sweep action was doing was actually opening holes in the middle because it was causing the linebackers to flow. It was causing the Northwestern to flow. And Northwestern's a typically a pretty disciplined defense. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald's guys typically stay where they're supposed to be. It, it and, did. It pulled them away. It really did. It it, it had the effect that and, you wanted to have. So let's use the motion. Fine. Even, even if it's a step or a step or two, and you know, Caleb Johnson certainly quick enough. He's got a nice explosivity. Bad news: Gavin Williams twisted his ankle last week, but Lashawn came in and Lashawn Lashawn looked good. You know, it was the third down back there. So. Um, it's going to be two and four, I think, for the next couple of weeks uh, going forward, at least in the running back department. Clearly, Spencer came out and, and identified himself and proved that he should be QB1. What a, so he came out, and we yeah. sat there waiting for just a second and went, oh, nobody booed. Yes. Thank heaven. That was right. Right. I mean, I, I'm glad Iowa fans were resigned to the fact that this was going to happen, right? It was, well, this might as well happen, right? And it did. Um, even if you wanted to see Alex Padilla, you weren't going to see it. And I, oh, you like could I say, see him. he was wearing a red hat. It, it, I was really happy. And by the way, but but he got to play at the end of the game. They gave him some mop up snaps, right? I Didn't don't, they? No, I don't think. I so. thought he got some mop up snaps. You need to quit drinking bourbon before the football game. We ran out of time. Oh, he was, we going, were, he was going. He in. was going to come he was in. Going but in. Northwestern ran the clock out. That's right. He was going to come in. All right, he didn't get the snaps right because Arlen Bruce had the touchdown. All right, um, uh, but at the same time, very happy that that uh, you know because we our our theory last week was that if you ran Spencer out there, he was going to get booed by the fans. It was going to be a terrible thing, and the fans held back. And he went out and he played ostensibly his best game in in over well over a year. Oh my gosh, for certain over a year. I I don't even think that's even remotely close that that was his best game. I mean, percentage-wise, completion-wise, yardage-wise, everything. No interceptions. Um, I, I didn't have turnover the other day either, which is nope. obviously a good thing. Yep. Um, so these are the kinds of things. That's the kind of game we need to see this coming week against Purdue as we go on the road to ross Aid and see what Iowa can do over there in a situation where Ference is 1-4 against Jeff Brom. It's been the one guy that uh, they've not been able to figure out as far as uh, what they're doing defensively. Jeff Brom's had their number in terms of throwing against the, the Iowa's zone defenses, and uh, we'll see how that plays out. The offensive line situation, they moved Connor Colby back inside. Boy, did good. he look more comfortable. Well, he certainly did. He just he, The lateral movement is something that's a mystery to him, right? So, hey, how about you stand him up, let him go forward. He's a big, strong kid. He's, he knows what he's doing in there. They put Jack Plum back out there, and things looked a lot better. Is Jack Plum going to be the answer? I don't know, but it certainly looked a lot better the other day. And here's the deal. Regardless of whether or not you're going to get a great deal of, of action on the in the run game from your tackle out there, maybe you can pass protect enough to ha- let Spencer Petrus feel comfortable enough that he can throw the football like he did the other day. And that's, that is 80% of the battle right now is just to not have a sieve. The guy that you still have getting beat fairly regularly is Logan Jones because he just learned he's, this is his eighth game at the position in his entire life, right? Yeah. It's uh, just, so we'll see it's, how that goes. It has really been a struggle for him. But I don't know. I, I, 
You can't compare him to Tyler Linderbaum. You can't compare no, him to Tyler Linderbaum. No, you can't. I know you want to because you're like, well, they did the same thing. They moved right. from the defense. And I, but but Tyler Linderbaum is starting in the NFL and destroying people in the NFL right, right now. Right. The, best, the very best linemen in the NFL it, are, are getting beaten by it's him. It's just not something that you can do, and you can't. You just can't make that comparison. And so with that being said, you just you go with go with it. I think he's playing better. I I think I noted two times last weekend where I thought the snap was slow compared to the week before where I thought it was slow on, I don't know, 10 different opportunities. And maybe that's being on the road. And maybe that's something where we got to work with the guard and do that little hand move like the you know they do in the pros where the guy hits him and does the hand and then snap the ball or whatever that might be. Uh, Iowa ran more shotgun, which I thought was good. Only had one bad snap out of shotgun. Spencer corralled it. Um, but we clearly had more time. I felt like Petrus was getting rid of the ball in a quicker pace. I felt like we ran the offense, frankly, faster. Uh, Even I, the downfield throw to Regani, which came immediately after I complained that we weren't throwing downfield, uh, I mean, like immediately. Right. Next play, enough. Even that ball came out fast. Spencer. Spencer has a tendency on the long balls to wait too long to to see if his guy's going to get way open, as opposed to throwing him open. Or right, and he threw him open on that play. If you look at it, I mean, he he let that ball go, and Ragaini, as we're supposed to call him, uh, ran under it. Well, can I, I just uh, call him Nico? We may have to. They've they clarified on the broadcast again. It's now Ragaini. What? Raga. Like I really want to. I'm not going to listen to the phonetic spelling or. Of sounding out of words by Gary Dolphin. It wasn't Gary that would do that. He just wouldn't do it. Try. <laughs> right. Right. He'd just call him Nico. He's still in the Rebecca Rebacha mode, and, you know, you never know right. when you I, might I throw in the the Kirk Ferenz out of, the, out of things. You know? I, I, no, he doesn't do that anymore. I, yeah. I did listen to a little bit of the basketball, and, and he seemed kind of on top of it last night, which, you know, because you can always tell when they make a basket based on the crowd. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like I heard the crowd roar and then all of a sudden shot up for three. Good by Chris Burr. That's why I loved doing soccer on the radio back in the day. You know why? Because nobody knew if I was right or wrong. 90%. There's the only one thing I had to get right is when somebody scored and you could tell. Right. right. That's Other correct. than that, I could wax nostalgic about the space program for a half hour and you wouldn't know that you'd missed any action at all. Right. But in basketball, it's a little harder. Ball goes through the hoop. Right. There's a cheer of the crowd. Well, you got to say what happened, well, the, you know. The Hawks that's scored a, 116 points in a basketball game last night. That's that's pretty good. I don't care who you're playing in. I don't think Truman State's all that bad. Well, so the Jeff Horner brought his Truman State team in. Uh, they have been to, to three out of four uh, NCAA Division II tournaments. Uh, he brought them in, and, and Iowa did uh, take care of business. We'll move over to the other side of the sheet. 118 to 72. 118. Not 118, not bad. 118. 63 not at halftime. Not, not bad. And here's the way. Here's the good part about this. Okay, yeah, Chris Murray with 24. 9 to 14. That's good. We're going to expect that, right? Barely played. Okay. Uh, but better off, more important, Connor McCaffrey had four threes. He was four for four. That's nice to see. You had Philip Rabracha with 14 points, five of seven from the field. You had your uh, your your Perkins. He goes seven of eight from the field. What do we have for you, our village in? You, you had your um, <laughs> you start uh, uh, you start looking at Peyton Sanford. He had 14. Everybody was getting into the act. Iowa had 14 to 25 threes last night. And even uh, Desante Bowen, who's a true freshman, who's probably not going to shoot a lot. Who started at the point? Uh, well, I think uh, Perkins started at the oh, point. Oh, Perkins was yeah. at the point. Yeah. Because it was Perkins, Patrick, 
Mur- Murray, Sanford, and uh, and Rebecca, Phillip. Right. right. But the but the uh, the Bowen kid came in. He had eight assists, and that's awful nice to see in your first college game, regardless of what level it is. He had eight assists. I don't think he had any turnovers out of the deal. So, uh, and because Fran was commenting, look, he had that's that's a clean game for a point guard, right? Right. We're going to see that kid get better and better too, because he's the kind that will go to the hole every once in a while. It's just right now he's going to learn. He's going to be a freshman. But a lot of good things happened last night. Uh, they got Bethune Cookman next Monday, six p.m. That's on don't, ESPNU. Don't the uh, girls play that day too? They do. They follow up uh, against Southern University that game. And they also had an uh, exhibition. They won 108-29. We may get into that more a little bit later on when we come back. We're going to go to Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com, when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700, the Champ 101.3 FM. We are back here at G-Mix. We're on the patio still. November 1st on the patio. Temperature has dropped down to 68 degrees. We are going to, uh, when we go home, our dogs are going to be all over us because we're going to smell like steak. We're sitting right here in front of the grill. I'm going to ask awesome. George for yeah. a little au jus to put behind we're my ears. Ahead, put a little bit behind the ears. Absolutely. Come on down and join us here. Uh, you've got to walk up and down the junction. I'll have every wild dog <laughs> out here following me we, here to wherever. We do have a special going on tonight. So if you come on down and you order uh, an entree, you get the second one for half price. So I would assume the steaks are part of that, right? No, no question. Anything. George said anything on the menu. Specials or whatever. Yeah, all right. So that's Tom, can you make it? Tom Caker on the line to Hawkeye Report. Tom, can you make it down to G-Mix here in the next 20 minutes? <laughs> I, I can't. Sorry. <laughs> well, that That's too bad because uh, you would enjoy the delicious steaks and pork chops that George is cooking. Literally cooking up as we go. And arms length away from us. It's awesome. That was the basketball game last night. You know, um, kind of what you expected. Um, thought Truman played pretty well first, uh, you know, uh, 12 minutes of the game. Kind of pushed Iowa a little bit. They came out feisty, and then Iowa just kind of took over last, like, eight of the first half and pushed that lead out. And, and then we're really never threatened in it. And liked what I saw from Iowa. I thought um, – you know, obviously Tony Perkins was solid. Chris Murray, a quiet 24. Uh, it reminded me a lot. You know, his style of game is very different than Keegan, um, than his brother. But um, just the fact that Keegan would always have like a quiet 30. You know, it's right. like, oh, wow, he's got 30 <laughs> points? Oh, okay. Um, you know, you had had some of that too. So, um, and, uh, you know, maybe the 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 other story of the night was Connor McCaffrey basically hitting like four straight threes and if he can continue you know and he shot the ball pretty well the second half of last year uh, down the stretch and if he can continue to shoot the ball you know uh, 37 38 40% rate from three um, that just adds so much to this Iowa team well you know uh, the, the oh, point the point's been made that that this is the first time that he's not had to worry about baseball or an injury, right? He's just had the summer yeah. to be to get ready. He's also 37 years old. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's another possibility too, but but he actually has had to, he's had a chance to just focus on basketball and that certainly can't hurt. You know, Tom, one of the things I I I mean last year we we came off the the Luca Garza high and we went into the season 
and frankly, I just I didn't see them replacing Luca the same way, uh, and I didn't see what what came about. I, I didn't see it coming. Right, you lost Joe Wieskamp, you lost Luca. You thought surely, well, there'd be a drop off, and then suddenly there was Keegan Murray, and suddenly there were guys stepping up all over the place, and they ended up winning the Big Ten championship, and. Then this year, you lose King and Murray. He goes to the NBA. He's starting. He's a starting player in the NBA. And the drop-off this year, to me, it isn't, is, it isn't as surprising that there's not a drop-off. It felt like um, there would be guys who, have st- who were going to step up, and there are guys that seem like they're ready to step up, including I think the one that, that people are excited about and should be is Peyton Sanford. Yeah, yeah, Peyton um... – Peyton has played as well as just about anybody on the team um, during the summer and into fall and into, you know, kind of their camp mode or when they get practice going. Uh, he is uh, he's a pure shooter. And there was a play that he made in the first half last night where he caught it off the, the inbounds and faded away from the corner. And that net snapped like it snaps when a pure shooter drained the shot it um yeah he's he's gonna there's gonna be some nights where he's gonna have you know 20 point halves uh for iowa and that's just the kind of i think the the cool thing about this team is on any given night it could be chris it could be peyton it could be tony perkins um you know it could be patrick mccaffrey uh, they've got a lot of different pieces that, that could be the guy on any given night. Yeah, honestly, the only thing that concerns me is, is and this is not now, but it's going to be post-defense um, with Philip Le- Philip Rebracha. Thank Between you. Between <laughs> well, and, and, then and then backing him up is a gun delay and, and Mulvey. And, and right. I, 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 until I see Riley Mulvey can move backwards. I'm not going to be sure he can move backwards. Right. But, you know, to your point, Tom, about yeah, Peyton Sanford, there's, the only thing me, I was going to say, there was, there was a – yeah, go ahead, buddy. Go. On, real quick on, on those backup bigs because I I do think that's a big concern because Agundale and, and Mulvey just have not come along to the level that I think you, you want. And so I think you're going to see at times, um, depending on who they're playing – but you might see, you know, Chris Murray back at the five again this year with, with Peyton Sanford at the four, and I think that's a really intriguing lineup just because of the, the, uh, the shooting that's involved. Well, at the very least, you're gonna, yeah. I mean, even even you're if gonna, you're not playing great defense, you're gonna re- rebound the ball with that. Guy. Well, you're right, you're right, also right. gonna force the other team to guard you all over the right. all over the right. court. It will at least wear them out. Yeah, you know, it, not for lack of trying, Tom. I mean, I think um, you know we can we can talk about the portal and how Kirk Ferentz probably didn't uh, work it super hard for football, but Fran was trying, you know. And what we ended up with, it sounds like, is we we were just behind the curve on the NIL stuff. And couldn't get in the game with a couple of guys that he wanted to try for. And certainly he tried uh, for a higher level as well. But uh, that probably won't happen down the road. I think they've got some of that going. But that's it was he tried and it, it didn't work out. Now you're that's the one hole in this team I think going into it. But well, let, let me let me yeah. defend Fran. Let me. Well, I think he did Fran great. I think he too. tried. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, he did. But it, that, none of that is his fault because he can't no. operate in that world. No. So it's I, really, I agree. It was really Iowa's fault. It was 
you know, the boosters just didn't get organized. Now they've got a great um, uh, Iowa Swarm Collective that's uh, that's going, and, and uh, I would encourage fans to check that out at iowaswarm.com, and they can see what's what's going on there. And, and that's just that's just it, Tom. I, I cannot kill kill that's a, Fran. That's for essentially this. a political action committee for there, the NIL, right? But you can't you can't kill Fran for the fact that he couldn't get these transfers. He tried; they were interested. And by the way, we had no money, right? Let, so let, let me throw something out there, and and I hope that doesn't offend your sponsor. But um, on November seventeenth, uh, the Iowa Swim Collective folks folks are interested in the Des Moines area. Um, November 17th from 5 to 6.30 at the uh, the new Big Grove Brewery. Um, you know, it's a free social event there. Nice. Learn more. November 17th. So, That's a Thursday. Ball game? Yeah. I don't know. What, uh, at the new uh, Big Grove in uh, nice. Des Moines. Nice. So. Yeah, it's a great place. I mean, hey, listen, we love where we're sitting here, Tom, but it's not like David and I don't. <laughs> Maybe maybe uh, patronize some other. Well, uh, George other, would suggest he's never seen me anywhere right, else. Right. But but uh, we 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 had other places. It's just fine. Um, so uh, let's shift back over to football because there were some recruits in town this week, and and I, I think um, we were certainly pleased to see that Iowa got one commitment. But I think the other question that David had, and I'll just let let you well, pose this. You know, Caden Proctor's back again this week, or last weekend. Pardon me. Is he starting to try and wrap his arms, literally his huge arms, around these recruits and bring them into the fold? Yeah, he's he's you know going to be one of their best recruiters, and he's going to you know that's why he he's been at every game, and he's always talking to some of the guys and always uh, you know kind of checking in with uh, with the recruits that are on campus, so. And, you know, this weekend they had a bunch of offensive guys in on an official visit. So, you know, it's good when you have a big fella there and you can say, hey, big fella, can you, uh, you want to run behind this guy? You know, right. Oh, run behind me. I block out the sun. You know, <laughs> by the way, I'm going to be number 74 next year yeah. starting at left tackle. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they did have a running back in from uh, New Orleans, decommitted from Tulane. It sounds like it's Iowa, Nebraska, and Tulane for this kid. Uh, but he he, um, he actually he... committed to Nebraska today. You're kidding. I did not see yeah. that. Gosh, I got off. I, I get off the Internet for an hour, and look what happens. I did not. He yeah, committed he com- to Nebraska today. Yeah. Yeah. Tom? He, he, uh, well, you know, um, Mickey Joseph, who's the interim head coach at Nebraska, and we'll almost certainly still be on that staff if he does. I know there's some people out in Lincoln that are kind of campaigning for him to get the, get the full-time gig as opposed to the interim gig. Uh, but he is from new Orleans where, um, uh, Arnold Bruce is from. So it kind of, you know, I think he had a pretty deep connection there. Um, I thought he was after his visit though, cause he decommitted from Tulane before he made the official visit to Iowa. And then he had, you know, he gave quotes to Blair Sanderson on yeah. Sunday and essentially said, Iowa was a leader. Iowa is on top. It just seemed like, okay, and then he's making the decision. All those things kind of point to one thing, right? Uh, yeah. And a Chevy dealership in Omaha. Iowa, but, <laughs> but Mickey Joseph has got some power down in New Orleans. So. Yeah, yeah, there's a, yep, yep, uh, like you say, there's a. There's a possibility of a, of well, a large Dodge Durango in his future in, in uh not that Iowa wouldn't come through, but you oh know, yeah, uh, and, yeah. And, and 
Nebraska is just killing it in NIL. They just, of course they are. They just are. They're, they have the infrastructure set up. They've got a billionaire that's back. And they everything. were already cheating. Right. Were, right. Right. They were already cheating, so it's easy to keep going, right? That's, when I, that's what I mean by the infrastructure was already in place. <laughs> I, know, right? I, I mean, when, when you look back and you're like, well, why was well, Iowa so behind? Richest... Iowa was behind because they weren't cheating like other schools were already, right? Nebraska also has the richest man in the world. Yeah. Or second, second richest, man, second. <laughs> richest yeah. man in the world. Well, that's too bad, Tom. But let's talk about fan. the kid we did get uh, out of uh, Iowa Western, a, a defensive lineman and, and sort of out of nowhere uh, came in and visited this week. And I, as I understand it, he committed, and he looks pretty darn good. Yeah, he actually he didn't even visit. He just, you know, kind of made his uh, commitment. He's originally from the Dubuque area. So, um, you know, it's not like he's an out-of-state kid, but, um, you know, Iowa Western is a, um, you know, turns out a lot of players. And Iowa is looking to add another defensive lineman, specifically a tackle in the, this class. And, and so they uh, added Ontario Thompson, six foot two, 295, um, you know, and he'll be able to come in at semester and um, be able to practice with them. So that's a good get for them. Uh, and now, you know, they're going to wait and see what happens with. Uh, you know, a few of the guys that um, that took their uh, officials um, this this past weekend. One of them is uh, Leroy Smith's son, uh, Ishmael, and uh, he was Ishmael Smith Flores, who's six six two ten. He was more of a basketball player growing up, but he's taken up football this year. Wide receiver Jordan Faison, who's uh, also kind of a um, Arlen Bruce type player, I think uh, he visited, and and then uh, Jared Bowie, who's six three one eighty five. He's another wide receiver, and then the other running back, who's still currently committed to Florida Atlantic, but uh, I was making a push. Kamari Moulton uh, from Florida. Uh, so see if they can get any of those guys. Tom, who was the guy at Iowa Western who decommitted? Said he was one hundred percent open recruiting right now. That was uh that was the Lee kid who's a defensive back. And it sounded like, you know, two days ago it seemed like he was gonna go to Florida State. And now okay. he's just kind of like wide open. Cool. I'll give it a shot. So, we'll right? See. Give it a shot. All right, we turn our attention to Purdue. Uh Jeff Brom has mostly had Kirk Ferentz number. Uh Iowa got one in there a couple years ago. But uh, it's it's been tough uh, sledding for the Hawks against Purdue, yeah. and we, they go in this week. The one thing you can say is Iowa's got a great defense. If the offense plays up to what it did last week, this becomes a really interesting football game because Purdue's not great, right? How are you feeling uh, as you as you head into this this weekend? Yeah, and, and you know one of the things to watch this weekend heading into uh, Saturday, the ever-changing weather forecast, because a couple days ago it was supposed to be like 70 and kind of partly sunny and uh, maybe a little bit of wind, but not too bad. Um, you know, kind of a what you would almost call like a Chamber of Commerce kind of day, for especially for November. Right. Uh, but um, now that forecast has kind of changed and it's talking about rain talking about wind 20 to 30 miles an hour so that's something to keep an eye on guys all right thanks tom we'll catch you next week appreciate it tom caker at hawkeyereport.com we'll be back on the hawkeye huddle on 70 dinner the champ
absolutely gorgeous out here on the patio here at Chimix. Temperatures dropped again to 65, but beautiful. Beautiful. Light, little, light little, breezes. Hey, George's light jacket on. We got the, he the is uh, lights on. Open George's flame grilling. Right behind us. Those steaks look awesome. Oh, my gosh. Going to be terrific for somebody who's putting them uh, somewhere near their gullet. <laughs> it's going to be terrific. <laughs> well, hey, I hope you buy one and get the other one for half price. Get, get, get the other one. If you come down tonight or tomorrow night. Or tomorrow. Buy one, get the other one for half price. World it's Series a, is on for free. World Series is on for free. It's also the beginning of Maction. Oh, that's right. We start that tonight, huh? For the rest of the year. 28 consecutive days of football started I think it was. I think it was last Thursday. Nice, that's amazing. And then, well, what happens is just that, and then it just rolls into basketball. And we never, we never have a night where there's nothing going on, right? That's right. For co- at least in college sports, right up until the point where they have the ESPYS, <laughs> which are presented by our sponsors, the great Angie Lancaster, <laughs> so of Remax are- Concepts. And Brian Houck of Key Mortgage. And Brian Houck, Key Mortgage. They're both here tonight. Thanks for the, thank <laughs> you to them for continuing to sponsor the huddle. AM, PM Plumbing, because as they know, Andrew, what do they do? They do plumbing. And, of course. When I they, point to you, you're supposed to talk. That's the whole point. Very moneyballish there. Very, hey, <laughs> when I point, do I say something? Yes, you say something. Yes. He gets on base. He gets on base. Uh, and let's not forget our, our friends at uh, Gatehouse Pictures. Sponsoring the HawkeyeHuddle.com. That's the HawkeyeHuddle.com. Or you can pick up to this great show tomorrow if you missed any of it. Because I know a lot of you are driving around out there. You can get the whole podcast and at wh- TheHawkeyeHuddle.com. Who sponsors our five on five? We have the Fifth Street Five sponsored by Private Wealth Asset Management. Excellent. They're located. See, it's rolling off the tongue now. It only took me six weeks. Uh, sponsored by uh, Private Wealth Asset Management. They're here on Fifth Street in uh, West Des Moines as well. And uh, they want to promote all the great businesses. Come on out here. I mean, Gene Biggs is terrific, obviously, but there's a lot more to do down here. Shops, a few more eateries. Uh, there's places you can drink a little bit. You, you can, can see, eat a little you bit. Can you can see my see daughter, this. Big Acai. She'll that, make you an Acai oh, bowl. Oh, she'll make you ice. And sooner, I think within the next week or two or a couple of weeks, we're going to start seeing the holiday stuff they're doing down here. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. Jingle in the Junction. Jingle in the Junction. Absolutely. Okay, so our Fifth Street Five, we're doing the, the turnaround Sort of the pivot games that we can remember, the top five five pivot games we can remember, and there's only so many of them. So you're, we're on kind of the same wavelength with this, right? And and so certainly last week we're hoping it was, was a it, was yes. a pivot game, a, a rebound game off a, a three game losing streak, turn around, nice t- uh, three touchdown win over Northwestern. There's a there's a very fair chance. Tom even mentioned it last week. There's a chance I could go four and eight. There's a chance to go eight well, and four. Said, we, we, we agreed. Could Iowa, would it shock you if they won the rest of their games? Nope. No. It nope, wouldn't. Not right? at all. Somehow things just kind of come together and they could just win them. Let, let this just in. Illinois is really good. Yeah. And Iowa I, I, had like eight chances to win, to win this match, to win that game. <laughs> right? I mean, like eight chances to win that game, right? Truly, they got beat by Michigan. They got beat by Ohio State. But. They're that close, right? So, so is everyone not, else who's played right, Michigan right. and Ohio so, State. Uh, Illinois is really good, and Iowa was that close to and, that. And had so, Illinois not thrown that stinker in at Indiana. They're they, undefeated. I, and oh, it's a stinker of a quarter. They were ahead by uh, 13 points. Yeah, interesting. It was very strange. All right, uh, so our top five um, Well, the first one that came, to, mind, games, came yes. to my mind was the Michigan game, where Michigan came in, was ranked very high. I think it was – the, and Iowa had been pummeled the week before. Yes, at Penn State, at if Penn I'm not State, mistaken. Yes. And we were like, how, are, how is this? 2016? 
Right? They were a 20-some point underdog at home in one on the last second field goal, which I think I watched that replay, I don't know, 18 times already this year? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't take long. Maybe they had that's been the benefit. Beaten soundly at Penn State uh, the week before that, and forty-one to sixteen or something like right. that. Came back and won that game. Uh, next up in there is Ohio State, two thousand seventeen. Uh, nobody had any idea that that was going to happen, and it, it ended up helping them run the table after that. Right. So that was a, a, another another big game. But now we got to go back a little further into this, and I, I, I'm going to go back to um, a, a Hayden Fry. Uh, okay. Hayden Fry in. Uh, he had a lot of turnaround games. Yes, but this one was so. Even the first imagine, one against Indiana, even though we lost. Rem, well, you can make the case, but let's remember, Iowa when Hayden Fry came in had lost, had had uh, eighteen straight losing seasons. They ended up at twenty because he, lost, he had losing seasons in his first two years. Five and six. Right. The four, five and six, four and seven. They got their <clears throat> winning season. Got to their sixth victory in one year, and they broke a 20-game losing streak to the same team, Purdue, in 1981, 33 to seven, and that was a that was a pivotal moment. They turned around. They ended up going to the Rose Bowl that year. Obviously, they didn't play very well at the Rose Bowl, but they ran the table after that game as well. And they had lost two in a row. They lost at uh, or at home against Minnesota, a bad Minnesota team, beat them 12 to 10. And then they went and got crushed at Illinois, and it looked like suddenly what had been magical was bad. They came home. They beat Purdue, pivoted around, and they end up in the Rose Bowl. That's a big one. I almost put it higher, but it's number three on my list. I'm trying to think. It was. It may have been last year's Northwestern game where they turned, turned the Tur- season it, kind it, of it around. Did. It did. Um, uh-huh. and, and it happened It happened when Alex Padilla came in after <clears throat> Spencer Petras was hurt. And he sparked the team, uh, led them to uh, win at Northwestern, then again, of course, over Minnesota, and then at Nebraska when Spencer came back in. And that was a nice three-game run uh, after they had they – Really had played poorly against Wisconsin and Purdue. And right? Purdue, yes. both those two games, uh, the, the two previous weeks. And so I'm going to put that one in there. Okay. I'm going to throw at Plus you – Plus I was there. A combo. It's hard to know which one is which. In 2000, when Kirk Ferentz had taken over the team in 1999, they had a tough time. They went on the road to Penn State. They win in double overtime on a Derek Pagel interception. But the next week is when they started Bobby. So Penn State was okay, right? So that was their second victory of the year only with three games to go. The next week they came home. Northwestern came in ranked in the top ten in the country. This is a, we're not talking about they're it's in the top ten. The Northwestern they are were ranked, three of these. Right. They were in the top ten in the country. Bobby Sanders starts his first Bob, uh, first start for Bobby Sanders, and Iowa beats him in two thousand. And they didn't even win the next game, but that was the one that Did, relaunched them. I mean they, they, the confidence level after that. They went to Minnesota and lost a close game after that. The confidence level Changed that day. Did you hear, Bobby Sanders hear Pat there. McAfee talking about his uh, friends who were Iowa Hawkeyes, and that included Dallas Clark and Bobby Sanders because they both played together. No, the really. Uh, and he could not talk. He could not quit talking about how great a football player Bob Sanders was. It's hard, hard to debate, right? Right. Last one. Uh, it, it's it, you either go with a, in in two thousand and three on the way to the LSU. No, that Big was four. Win at the end of, it was 2003. No. Four. Five? 2004. <laughs> this is how old we are getting. 
think it was, I think it was 2004. Uh, on the way. So they lost Arizona State. They go on the road to Michigan. Drew Tate gets his helmet ripped off. They lose a game to Michigan, 30 to, 30 to 17. But they played competitively after getting shellacked at Arizona State. They come back. Also at that game. They come back. <laughs> they beat Michigan State. Never lose again. Right. I pivot. I pivot to the pivot Michigan to, State game, and you can pivot to the Drew he, Tate play. To the Drew Tate play, where he gets that helmet ripped off, and he keeps running, looking downfield. Which today to would to be football. a penalty. Right. Let's hope that that's what we saw this last weekend was a, a bellwether game where things turn around. So as we head into this Purdue game. So let's just go to move into our last call because yeah. it seems like our time always, always runs we always out run fast. Low, we always run low on that. As we move into this, this, this is huge. You're 4-4. You're 2-3. Four and four, you're two and three. Um, Big Ten championship notwithstanding because uh, Illinois has to lose three times for that to happen. N- not either way. Uh, you want to go to 8-4, and four, which I, all think, uh, I think we all do. Uh, this is yes, it. and I we think, all we all do want to go to eight and four. Right, yes. but on top of that, you want to go to a bowl game, correct? Uh, You'd like to go to game. a good game, a good, a good bowl, bowl game. game. This not is the Monique Car Care Bowl in Detroit. You know, I look at this as an opportunity. I'm not terribly confident. I mean, I came out as a seven point underdog. I thought, wow, that's a lot. Got bet right down to five. And if if I'm Phil Parker and I'm not, I play ten man zone. I put. Riley Moss on Charlie Jones and say, he's your guy. You got him all day, all over the field. And if that happens, Iowa wins 24-23. If it doesn't happen that way? Yeah. Because I don't think he's doing that. Well, That's what I do. Then but, you tell me. Uh, yeah. Okay, it's not going to happen that way. You tell me. It's not. Well, so it's not going to happen that way. But you know what? It, it, they're going to play their their base defense. And I, I, I agree. I, boy, you're in the right ballpark, right? So the over/under in this is forty-three. Yeah, something like that. The number forty-two 40, and a half. Forty-two and a half. So you're at you're giving it forty-seven. No. Well, uh, Purdue's given up thirty-five points to, to like literally everyone they played except for one team. Don't even know who that was. So we ought to be able to get into the twenties, okay? yeah, or maybe even the thirties. All right. Um, even without a defensive touchdown. I'm going to go with Iowa twenty-four twenty. Then I'm, I like twenty-four as the number for Iowa. I do. I you got us winning two. I got us winning two. I feel good about this. Wow. I, 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 we got to be optimistic sometime, don't we? Well, right. I got right? felt good last week. It was so, easy enough. So right? my but plan is is to try and find a few hours of sleep on Friday. And, while you're in, and, while you're in, and uh, get yeah. up. Go find a nice, reliable breakfast. By that I mean a Bloody Mary at a sports book. <laughs> You're school. not going to grab a, a, a 9.95 buffet? Oh God! I'm sure no. they're serving prime ribs somewhere at Vegas in Vegas at 9 a.m. I'm not chugging steak at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> save a couple bucks. I'm going to I'm going to find a good Bloody Mary. I'm going to go there. I'm going to park. We're going to watch Iowa Purdue, and along with everything else that goes off at 9 a.m. in Vegas, followed by Georgia Tennessee. Happy birthday this weekend, buddy. Thank you. All right. It should be a good one. Lord willing. Lord willing. I get, to, be, I get to Friday. You'll be back. You'll be back here next week. We'll be back here next week at G-Migs. Join us in for the Hawkeye Huddle on 17 under the champ. Sign up.